What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you been? You know, same as always. Yeah. How about you? All right. Same shit, different day. Yeah. Would you like me to serenade? No. No, absolutely not. No. Stop. Stop. But, okay, on that note, my roommate bought, like, a legit studio recording mic, and I was so tempted to figure out a way to hook it up to this, so I I could make my voice sound, like, all, like, in, like, a real, like, echoey and stuff and cool. We've just been messing around with the settings, and it's way too much fun. Sick. Yeah, I can tell you're really thrilled about that. Impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed. Oh, I'm sure you are. You should serenade. A, you should, like, Valentine's Day, if I knew how to play guitar and cared enough, I would I would just sit on the side of Chicago and just start strumming along. Dude, I am nowhere near good enough to be able to justify doing that. <laughs> I'd get laughed off the street. That's the charm, though. No. You have to have a lot of confidence to do that, which... You know, eliminates me from the equation. I, I, dude, like, how many of those girls are you ever going to see again? Actually, have like physical conversation with? Then what's the point of doing it in the first place? You never know if that one girl's going to come along and be like head over heels for you. You know, if the if the kind of girl who falls for me is the kind of girl who's like, wow, this guy sucks at guitar, but it doesn't matter. She's the wrong kind of girl. Why is she the wrong kind of girl? Because she has to, she has to be able to accept that some people are not talented at stuff, and they should know their place. Okay, that's fair. And also, and also, that's actually not the reason why. Because I would want her to let me pursue my interests. But anyway, because she's got to have good taste in music, and listening to me strum a guitar is not good taste in music. Let's be honest. So I mean, that's why. Fought fair. That, that all right. Either way, though, yeah, that'd be a cool story. <laughs> There's also not really a, like no. Actually, I guess there are a couple good spots by where I live. Like, like I live not too far from like a park that a bunch of people like hang out in. So go there. A park? That sounds a little creepy. What are you gonna do? Like, it's it's not it's not like a park as much as it is a patch of grass in between like it's like a three-way it's like a triangle of green space in between roads it's not very big i mean it's probably like the length of a football field and it's a triangle so I don't know why. Did you think it was like some huge, like Central Park sized park where I was going to be like in the trees? <laughs> when I hear park, I I think of playground. No, no, no. This is like a place where a lot of people just like take their dogs to like do whatever, or like lay out on the grass and read a book. There's no, there's no like there. I don't think there's a playground there. In fact, I'm pretty positive there isn't. All right, then that that's okay. I, I accept that. Yeah. It's a city park, not like a 
Kids Park. Grant Park? It is not Grant Park. Mm. Oh, I gotta get my. I gotta get back to Chicago. Yeah, like I love Chicago. Like I've been there what a couple times in my life, and I love Chicago. Dude, it's a great. Honestly, Chicago is like. Well, I guess I guess I've never I've never been to New York. It don't. Why? Well, let me rephrase that. I've been to New York, but I haven't been able to explore New York the way I want to. But like in terms of like. The way Chicago was set up, I don't think that there's a better city out there. Like, it's perfect. All the neighborhoods are, like, condensed and, like, kind of close enough, but there's still, like, each has its own unique identity, and they're, like, close enough to one another where you can kind of, like, bounce around and stuff. It's it's just, like, the, the setup of the city is so well done. And, it's and like, it's big enough to, like, where you can be all over the place and, like, have plenty to do. For how big Chicago is, it is so much cleaner than New York. It yeah, is it's... a thousand times cleaner than New York. Like, New York is disgusting, and it is by far the most overrated city of all time. And it, it's disgusting. But Chicago is very clean, very, very nice. Clean. You know what city is disgusting, too? Washington, D.C. I like D.C., I like DC, but there's probably I never th- thought I've seen. I don't ever think I've seen more homeless people in a given area than DC. I don't like where. I don't think I. I don't remember seeing homeless people at all in DC. Oh, dude! Whenever I've gone to DC, I've been to DC multiple times in my life. Probably at least ten. I've yeah, I've been there like three times. I've always seen homeless people, and it is disgusting and gross. No, if you okay, as somebody who a year ago was living outside of San Francisco and was going into San Francisco all the time, if you want to talk about a homeless problem, it doesn't get worse than San Francisco. Like it doesn't. It was so bad. Really? Oh, dude, terrible. I was only in San Francisco for I think like twenty four hours. Yeah. Oh, we would go down there and like. I mean, everywhere you went, it was, there was just homeless people. I want to get to Nashville. Yeah. And so do I. That's like a dude trip, but really a girl's trip. No, I feel like Nashville is becoming like... It used to be like girls, but it's it's becoming like a dude city, too. I don't know. I hear, I mean, from from a bunch of my friends who have been, they they love it. I feel like Nashville is the, is the girl version of Las Vegas for guys. Yeah, it could be. That's how I... I mean, it, it's that, just like a party city. I know, but, like, to me, like, it's a girl city. I, no, I, yeah, I agree that it was, but I think it's changing. The same way Vegas is changing. Vegas is always... An- Always will be a, a dude city. That is for dudes to get away from the wife and the girlfriend and just to sin. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like Austin is like the middle of, of it. It's 
Austin is the weird and like fun city for like in between both of them. I want to go to Austin. Yeah, same here. I I heard it's wicked. Yeah, me too. And Kansas City. Yeah, I haven't been to Kansas City. I have family in Kansas City, but I haven't been there in the longest time. I was only there once, and we really, we really didn't even like go in the city. Yeah, I was supposed to have been there for a wedding in October, but yeah, that didn't happen. Damn COVID. Well, the wedding happened. Everybody was still invited. Like, they just went through with it. And me and my family were just like, yeah, not a chance in hell. Teach their own. Mm-hmm. And guess what? A whole bunch of people got COVID from that wedding. So we probably made the good for the, the right call. Did, it, did anyone die? Uh, not that I know of. But again, I didn't. I only knew, like, my family who was there. Okay. Then you're fine. Um, what do you call it? I wedding. I love weddings. I never realized how great weddings were until I went to my cousins. Like I when was up, that? up up until up until my sophomore year of high school, of college, excuse me, sophomore year of high school, I was only truly at one true wedding and that was when I was 4 and I was a ring bearer. Oh god. And Clearly, they didn't know the carnivores you'd become if they gave you ring bearer responsibilities at well, age four. Well, here's the best part. I got the rings, but then my cousins were the flower girls or whatever. I took one of their flowers, and in the middle of the, uh, what do you call it, the ceremony, it was in the church, um, mm-hmm. I took one of their flowers and used it as, like, a baton to, like, what do you call it, orchestrate the, uh, orchest- what, what is, what's the word? Conduct. Conduct. That's the word. Conduct the uh, the organist and all that. My mom. My mom wanted to kill me. <laughs> you were four. I know, but I took like one of those flower things and like used it as the like wand or like whatever pointer thing. Baton. Yeah, baton. Is that the word? I don't know. And isn't it? I don't know what it is. It's like a... I'm trying to think. I used to be in band. What's it called? So yeah, I I, did, I think it's a baton. I did that, and I conducted the uh, the organist and all the band and whatever. Well, good for you. That's sick. <laughs> but yeah, I the first like real quote real wedding I went to was when I was twenty two. Was I twenty two? No, no, older than that. Twenty three, twenty four, even when I went to yeah, I was twenty. But my twenty. How old was I? I might have been 25. I have no idea how old I was, but I was in Michigan and it was my roommate's wedding in Texas, which was a really fun wedding. Really fun wedding. Really cool venue. So, but yeah, no, I, I get it. Dude, oh, my, oh, dude, I love weddings. I got, I got three cut off for this year. I have. None. I've one in June, one in August, and one in October. Yeah. Well, I guess I have my sister's. Like, it's not a, it's not the actual wedding, but it's like the ce- celebration type thing. So. Yeah, like that's how uh, Tucker's sister. You remember Tucker? She, uh, yeah. He, he, his sister 
got married last June, but is having like her ceremony or reception this June. Okay. Yeah. And then I have Ryan Marcuse in August. Yeah, I knew that. That is going to be a phenomenal wedding. I'm just jealous you get to go to San Diego. San Diego is a fantastic city. Yeah, I need to get back there. I'm going to try to figure out how to how to see Derek and Bailey. Um, you're not. I mean, dude, you're not far from LA. You're like two hours away. I know, but I think they moved though too. So. Like, oh, you're right. I think they yeah. So like. Um, what do you call it? Like, I got to figure out, like, because their wedding's on a Friday, too. And that's good. Okay. And they're having, like, on Saturday, like, his parents. I visited him a couple of, like, uh, I visited him the 26th. So, like, a day after Christmas, I visited him in Jersey. And his parents told me and my other friend that they rented out a pool for all their guests, that they're having, like, another reception that that afternoon or whatever, or that Saturday morning. Is it open bar at the pool? I'm pretty sure. I think, like, to me, when they say this, uh, my head spins and it gets well, to the, like, it's going to be Vegas-style pool. Don't drown. I'm not going to drown. I mean, I can't, I, I can swim. I just swim poorly. Yeah, but if you're hammered, it's a different story. True. But, um, like, I'm picturing, like, pool party Vegas-style. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, dude. So, um, I don't know. We'll f- see what happens. Maybe, like, maybe I try to coordinate it, and I see them Sunday. I don't know when I fly out. Like, I gotta, I got I just gotta talk to them so- sooner or later. Man, I don't think I, I don't like. I'm trying to think who else I know who's like. I don't even know anybody else who's engaged. I don't even think I know anybody else who's in a position where they might be getting married soon. Like none of my friends from Chicago are only two of them are in like serious relationships. Well, maybe three are in like serious relationships, Yeah. but still, I don't see them getting married at least for another minimum three years. Yeah. I think I have a couple friends that are like in serious relationships. Um, oddly enough, I think Tucker's the closest one to getting engaged. Oh, I didn't know Tucker had a girlfriend. Yeah. When did they start dating? Uh, 2019. I was going to say, because I don't remember him having a girlfriend at Will and Amanda's wedding. Yeah, 2019, like like August or July, they got together. So it would have been like right after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. um... They he got a he got an apartment with a chick too. That's smart. I would never marry a girl I hadn't lived with. I would need to know her living habits outside of just like spending the night. Yeah, I never get that. Like I don't like if dude what I don't get oh. that. I would need to see her like okay. Rules or responsibilities would be divided evenly, right? I'm not trying to put the onus on the woman to do the domestic responsibilities. But if she does not do her dishes when she needs to have them done, as I will do mine, it will bother me. If she is unclean in the bathroom, it will bother me. Like if she, like little things like that, 
that I might not notice if she's only staying the night, you know, once or twice a week. But if we're living together every day, you start to notice these things, I would lose my mind. And so I would need to ensure that we were on the same page. And if we're not, you know, we'll talk about it and maybe we'll get it fixed. But there are little things that like I people may think I blow out of proportion, but they really bother me. And so I would have to make sure that we were on the same page. To me, nothing a, a, a girl that I am in a relationship and quote unquote love, nothing that they would do while living together would make me not love her and make me want to break up with her. You know what I think it is? So, you know, I, older sister, I, you probably, I don't, you probably didn't get this vibe because your sisters were younger, but having an older sister, especially in high school, when she was just like, she could not get, spare me an ounce of pity in high school. Cause she's, she is in high, you know, she, Oh, she's the upper class, right. She was a junior when we were freshmen, you know, senior, when we were sophomores, whatever. So she was like the upper class, but then here I am the lowly freshman, you know, she could not, she could not care less about anything I had going on, which included my morning routine. And so she'd be in the bathroom, just doing her own thing. And I'd be like, Anna, I need to freaking get in there. And she'd be like, you know, yeah, shut up. You wait, you're whatever, you know, complaining about me complaining about her taking too long and i'd lose my mind and i would just sit there losing my mind because all i wanted to do was get in the bathroom so i could brush my teeth while she's doing her hair and her makeup and oh my god dude i lost my mind and i think that just like kind of stuck with me and i was just like all right if i ever have to relive that experience with like a, a girl i'm dating i just don't know if i can handle it i say like to me that's easy you just say hey uh, when you're dating a chick and granted like i've not had a relationship in jesus eight years and you haven't had one ever so like we're two well, idiots yeah like, thanks for reminding me just shut up but like i'm saying this as an outsider like i could like it's e- that's easy to me i'd be like hey i gotta get in at like 8 45 like either i get in earlier than you or you get in after me or before me like it's it's yeah it's, but- it's easy like that yeah, but you know how passive aggressive I am to the point where I don't even want to have to say anything. I just want you to know that you're bothering me and figure it out and solve it on your own without me having to say a word. That's my that's my perfect world. But that but that's like an unrealistic expectation. I completely understand that, but still, it's so like in my head that it's just hard for me to like do it any other way. I got you. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, all of this, all of this revolves around me and you not only having girlfriends, but being serious enough to the point where we move in together, which is like four steps ahead from where we are right now. So I think we need to just like take a step back and reevaluate where we're at. Yeah, man. I well, how I don't know. Like, when do you like? I'm getting a house, so like, it would be like her like moving into my territory. Yeah, that's like I'm like maybe not I, like I might I might live in this apartment for another year after this year, but then yeah, I mean it might be time to look and look into buying when I'm about thirty. The suburbs. Mm-mm. Well, it would depend. If I'm still single, I'm gonna buy a place downtown. Oh, Chicago is cheap enough that you can do that. Uh, I mean, well, I would live in like a like a it wouldn't be a house; it would be like a condo. But but yeah, I I mean. Two years from now, I should be able to afford a condo somewhere. Sick. That's the plan, at least. 
Yeah, and then you then you moved to Pennsylvania. Yeah, I lived in my condo for two years, and then I moved to Pennsylvania. Although maybe I'll keep the condo and become a landlord, so that I can just like, you know, the rent from my condo will cover all of my other living expenses. That's a like that's the best. Like if you find people that like are you trust enough that you could just be like, okay, pay me a thousand dollars per month. They pay you $1,000, and you don't have to worry about, like, them destroying your place. No, but it wouldn't even be that. I mean, I would I would just, like, you know, any random person who wanted to live there, I'd have them sign a lease. Like, if you ruin my apartment, you're going to pay for it. Like, it's, it's, not like, it's not a matter of trust. It's a matter of do you have enough money to afford this? Yeah, true. I guess if you're living in a, in a condo, it's a lot different than renting a house in, like, Billy High Valley. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it is. Hmm. Fuck. Damn, dude. How'd the, uh, how'd the Flyers do today? They beat those fuckers from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Nice. 6-3. Dang. I hate them so much. I know. I hate Sidney Crosby. I, th- I think he's my most hated athlete. Yep. Hawks are getting dumped on right now. Yeah, I'm watching it. Are you watching this whole time? No. I was watching, like, um, I watched, like, the first, like, no, I watched from, like, 18 minutes in the first quarter, in the first period to, like, 14, and then I turned it off. Oh. I was going to say, if you were watching this whole time and you still made me text you with four minutes left, I would have been like, are you kidding me? But, all right, that's fine. No, I turned it off. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a really young team. Our, like, our Jonathan Taze is out indefinitely. Kirby Doc is out for, like, six months. We have a new goalie. Uh, there, I mean, like, a guy who hasn't really played a ton. He's black, too. I've never seen a black goalie. Yeah, it's Malcolm Subban. It's PK's brother. I don't know that. Yeah. I think they're brothers. I have to assume they are. Yeah, I think they are, too. He played for someone else before Chicago, right? Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know who. I've, I've, but you rarely see black players in the NHL. But then, like, this is the first time I've ever seen a black goalie, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. The only, the only black players in the NHL I can think of are the Subans, both of them, and then like Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, and then Wayne Simmons. Um, oh yeah, the guy that does. I forget his name. Um, the guy that's on NBC Sports. Pre-game or post-game? Nah, I don't watch enough to know. Oh, I forget his name. Him and then Donald Brashear back in the day. Um, Evander, Evander Kane is, even though he's bankrupt. Um, there's a couple. Oh, um, Donovan McNabb's nephew is, what's his name? He plays for Columbus. Seth, Seth Jones, is that his name? Yeah, McNabb's nephew huh. is in the NHL. Huh. Yeah, Seth, I didn't know that. Seth Jones. Interesting. Oh, good. Tampa Bay on the power play again. Just what I wanted. It's going to be a long season. Honestly, for the first time in my life, I can say with honesty, I'm excited for baseball season. I love hockey, so, like, I'm pumped for this. 
I, well, yeah, but also like the Flyers are going to be like contenders this year. The Hawks are probably going to be contenders for last place. So it's harder to be excited about a team that you're going to watch lose more often than not. Uh, who? What? Haunt. Darnell Nurse, sorry. Darnell Nurse is mm. is is Yeah, I, I know that name. That's Donovan Mc that's Donovan McNabb's nephew. Yeah. Huh. Alright, that's who I fucked up. But then Seth Jones is also black. Um I want so the Phillies are incomplete still. Um they still haven't signed JT Romuto. They have still an opening at shortstop because they didn't re-sign D.D. Gregorius. Um, I'm pumped because I'm thinking baseball is definitely going to have fans to start the season. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the NFL where they, you know, certain cities let limited fans, certain cities don't to start. Yeah. Because pretty much – all but a few baseball stadiums are outdoors or at least have retractable roofs. Yeah. So. But I want full stadiums. Well, yeah, everybody does, but. I mean, I, I, I want to, so like right now it's weird because like we're halfway through January already. Right, yeah, and so then it's February. Then it's pitchers and catchers report, right? And then, then it's a couple weeks of that, and hockey's back now, which is just phenomenal because I love hockey. Um, you got college basketball, but then February is gonna be whirlwind. You got Super Bowl, you got pitchers and catchers, you know, uh, college basketball, pro, pro hockey, and pro basketball. But then you get into March, and then it's like all downhill from there. It is March Madness. It's the NFL Combine. You still got hockey and basketball still. And then it's April and then it's baseball. Yeah. Like, things are going to go much faster now that hockey and pro basketball and their swing of things. And then, unfortunate, football is going to end. But, like, there's going to be something on every night of the week. Yeah, true. Hmm. Sox are shaping up to be decent this year. Got a big Liam Hendricks coming in hot. Um, we signed that guy from the Rangers. I can't think of his name, the pitcher. We're going to have a pretty good rotation, a really good bullpen, and we brought – the only, like, notable losses were, like, James McCann, but we still have um, – I can't think of his name – our other really good catcher who was from Milwaukee. But anyway. Grandel? Sox. Yeah. Yasmani Grandel. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. Sox are uh, shaping up to be a formidable opponent in the American League this year, which I'm excited for. Well, Phillies are probably going to do nothing, and they're going to waste Bryce Harper's career, and it's going to be a waste, and it's going to suck. And uh, I'm looking at probably another 80-game one season. If if they play 162 games, yeah, which I think they will. I, think I mean, they they have to. They were able to. They were able to play pretty much a 
full season. And and by the time baseball starts in April, from what I've seen, and I'm hoping this is true, you know, vaccines will be pretty much available to most everybody. And so that means that professional athletes will presumably be vaccinated. And then, you know, sure, that why would they ever have to miss a game? I don't know. I, NFL played it without missing any games. NFL did not miss a single game. Yeah, they didn't, but they had to. There were a number of games that they had to reschedule and postpone and stuff like that. So it wasn't perfect, but it certainly could have been it a lot worse like than it was. It was like ninety-six percent perfect. Yeah, I think it was a lot better than anyone expected. I knew they were going to play all, all two hundred and fifty-six games. I knew it. And college football should have played all. All I mean, if you think about, I'm talking about mid. Um, the power five all 600 and jesus what is that 12 times six uh i i get you don't have to do that 780 games they should have played all 780 games but they didn't because they're pussies if you want to say that i can't stop you but i don't have to agree with you they they oh oh what th- You're ahead of me. What uh? What time frame are you at for the game? Eleven fifty-one. Eleven. Wow, I'm a whole minute ahead of you. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Let's see. Uh, Lightning around the rush. Let's see. A little skirmish. Let's see if I can be a hockey announcer. A little skirmish on the corner, kicked out. Played along the boards, back to the defender, <laughs> whose name I don't know. I don't know anybody's name. Oh, Rick wide pass. Uh, uh, icing? No. Touched up along the boards. Kept in. Little uh, stick went flying. All right, well, I still need to wait like 20 seconds to get to where you were. I'm at 11.10. Here we go. Oh, oh, we got a potential. Oh, 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 he shoots. He misses. Classic. All right, that's probably what you were talking about. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well. Good opportunity. As my as my high school basketball coach would say, hundred dollar move, ten cent finish. <laughs> that's great. Now that's a great line. Yeah. That's what he would say. It was basketball. It's like if you if you like went fancy to the rim, like you know, the whole point of basketball, just just be strong, you know, put it up and in. Don't be fancy, you know. And so if it, if you if you tried to be fancy and do like a reverse layup or something and you missed, it was a hundred dollar move with a ten cent finish. I love that saying. I'm going to use that all the time now. Do it. That was about the only thing that coach was good for. I was not a big fan of his. Not a lot of people were in my. Was that JV or varsity? Who knew him? Varsity, and I didn't even play varsity. But like when I was on the sophomore team, sophomore year, we would always do like these crossover practices because like the whole point was like, oh, we want to get like the sophomore team, like you know, who presumably will be on varsity when they're juniors, we kind of want to get them like more, more acclimated to like the varsity style. And so we're going to like, every so often we would just trade and like the varsity coach would come coach one of our practices and and our coach would go coach varsity. And I mean, he would just do, I was not a huge fan of his, but yeah, he would say stuff like that. If I really wish I could be a sports announcer. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. 
I'd be so critical though. I'd probably get fired. What sport would you want to do? You can only pick one. Uh, football. Yeah. But like pro or college? Uh, see, that's tough because then I would have to decide which games, like, if I call college, I can go to Eagle games. If I call pro, I can go to Penn State games. Um, let's say, let's say that you can, let's just say it's a strange world. You're, you're the Monday night announcer for the NFL and you're the, I don't know, somehow it works for college too. No. So in that case, I would do the Monday night because I would still have a family life where I could spend weekends with them and during the week and all that shit. Um, so, but, but it's not like, like me personally, I would take college. I would be a college football announcer over pro because I like the college game. So do I, but is what I'm, but I can only enjoy one game throughout the whole day though. That's not if you're like a Kirk Herbstreet. No, he doesn't get to enjoy any games, dude. Dude, Kirk Herbstreet literally does college game day, which would be so much fun. Yeah. And then he gets put on a private jet where he has access to every game going on during the day. And he just gets to watch them all up until he gets to be in the stadium at maybe the best environment in sports, which is Saturday night primetime college football. I don't know if you get a better sporting atmosphere, generically speaking, than primetime Saturday night college football. Yeah. And he gets to be there for every single one of them. Yeah. Wow, no, tough call. I would, I would love to do football. Oh, there it is, four nothing lightning. Gosh, dang it! I, I would love to do football though, just because that's my favorite sport. Yeah, I would do. I, mean, I think we talked about this. I would do soccer. I would definitely do soccer. I, I... moved, moved to Europe, get a nice little flat somewhere on the west side you of London. Not pay me enough money. Oh, you would die. You, I would pay money to do that. You could not pay me enough money to do that. Fine, I'll take it. Oh, man. Um. Oh, dude, and now college football is done. Yeah. You know what I'll say? The national championship, more often than not, is a pretty terrible game. The, like, like, just in terms of – it's never – like, this one was fun to watch for the first quarter and a half, and then the minute Alabama went running, it, it just kind of fell flat. The second half was pretty terrible. But, like, the old – I'm trying to think, like, recently – in recent years – I mean, last year's wasn't really all that great, in my opinion, other than the Alabama-Georgia game from, what was that, 2017 or whatever, the year that they won in overtime. I can't think of the last time I was fully captivated. I guess there were some, like, back with, like, the Auburn win on the last play, like the Clemson-Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro touchdown. Like, But a lot of times it's not such a great game. I would disagree because you just mentioned, like, Deshaun Watson – against Alabama and then the Oregon uh, Auburn game and then even the Auburn Florida State game um 
but, yeah. But then, like, the Alabama-Notre Dame game was pretty bad. Yeah. The um, This year's and last year's, neither was really all that enthralling. What was the one before? What was the one from That was 20... the Clemson blowout of Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one was that not hit, that, that great. One, we went, like the pe- me, me, Gable, and Tucker went to a Flyers game because we got tickets for free because of Will's bachelor party. I got tickets for free. I got three tickets. We all went down like idiots. We got these tickets not thinking it was a national title game. We said, fuck it. We'll like just watch it because by the time the game's over, we'll see like the second half. We got the text yeah. message. We like we're, we're not watching our phones, but like we got the game cast the, that the game started. Within 30 seconds, we got another text that said Clemson scored because of that pick six. Yeah. And then we went to Xfinity Live, yeah, like, dude, and it was just like, okay, let's just go home. Yeah. Like I was saying, the last three national championships have all been not all that well, exciting. Didn't the Bama, didn't like, the it's Bama the... Clemson game before that, wasn't that like de- not like great, but wasn't that a decent game where they beat Clemson? Uh, I try, I can't remember it. Or maybe maybe I'm thinking that's the that was the uh, no that was the that I think was, that was the yeah, semifinals. That was the semifinals. That's when they played Georgia. I was 17. Yeah. Who who did Bama play in 15? Notre Dame. No, that was 2012. Right? That was that yeah. long ago. Jeez. Alabama was that the year Ohio State beat? No, Alabama? that was 2014. Was it Texas? In 15. No, Texas has never made a playoff. Who did Alvin? Was it Oklahoma? I couldn't tell you who. Twenty wait, twenty sixteen. No, twenty sixteen. They played because that was the year Penn State went to the Rose Bowl. Are we talking the year before, like the our senior year of college? Our senior year of college. Okay, so it would have just turned sixteen. I see. Um, I'm trying, dude. I have no idea. Look it up. I'm Don't you have your computer in front of you? They beat Clemson 45-40. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember yep. that game at all. Yeah, no, neither do I. But that score rings a bell. Did I didn't I watch the Super Bowl and national title with you? Probably. That would make sense. I, I seriously cannot remember that game at all. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there have been good ones, but the past three years have not been all that great. And if if it's the two best teams in college football, it should be a better game than it's been, in my opinion. Yeah, but Alabama was so good this year, and LSU was so good last year. Which brings which, yeah. Which Do you think? You, go who, ahead. Okay. Who, oh, sorry. You gotta no, go. just go ahead because you probably have a better. I was gonna say. Who no? I'm just gonna ask. Who do you think wins last year's LSU team versus this year's Alabama team? I who think wins last year's LSU? Really? Yeah, just because of the defense they had. Yeah, but this year's Alabama offense. The the matchup comes down to I I think LSU's offense last year it destroys Alabama's defense from this year, but. The real matchup is Alabama's offense against Al- or LSU's defense from last year, which I yeah. think LSU, I think LSU wins that game. That would be a hell of a game. It would be. I saw. Well, but yeah, I think LSU wins that game. I, I think Joe Burrow has more moxie. I think that's what it comes down to. 
No, I agree, but I think as a whole, I mean, Alabama, I mean, last year, so Justin Jefferson and they had Jamar Chase. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Yeah, like those, are, but, but this year, I mean, honestly, dude, like Najee Harris, Devontae, give me a healthy Jalen Waddle with Devontae Smith, with uh, Meacham or whatever, Mitchie. Mitchie, with Mac Jones is playing well. They have good tight ends. Their offensive line is stupid good. Like, and their defense is even good. They have good linebackers. They have like maybe the best corner. Yeah, but they were the they best were corner in college football. Put put Sir, put Sertan against against Justin Jefferson, dude. That's a hell of a matchup. Like I don't know who wins that because Sertan Demar is, a Chase damn is better than corner. Justin Jefferson. Hell okay. yeah, he he. Who's the he was the stud last year? Was he injured? Was he the one who like yeah. opted out this year or whatever? Yeah. I have. I was gonna say. I feel like I I only remember Justin Jefferson, but that's. Probably because he was destroying the Bears on the Vikings all season. So I, I no, I think because Alabama's defense was not a, a, it was good. It wasn't great this year. I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think LSU wins that game. We'll never know though. Um, what I was yeah. going to say is, is a... like we talked about it semi, like partially before, but. College football now is really Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Yeah. There needs to be another program that builds up to become the next elite team because it's going to be these three teams every it's, year. It's almost Oklahoma, but every time Oklahoma gets to the playoff, they get absolutely stomped yeah. on. Except for, except for another potentially one of the great playoff games, which was when they played Georgia in the Rose Bowl. That was probably the best semifinal ever. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. Although last year's Ohio State-Clemson was a really good yeah, one. I, like, sometimes you get lucky with the playoff games. I like the, the Ohio State-Alabama game. When Ohio State beat Alabama was a great game, too. I think also because the shock factor, too. The, the national no, championship? When they faced them in the Sugar Bowl, it was like the first year of the playoff when uh, it was the, the Ezekiel Elliott game. Oh, that wasn't the championship. No, I thought that, that was. was the semifinal because they played Marcus Mariota the next week. Ohio State played yeah. Oregon. I don't yeah, remember, remember this. Oregon and and Florida State based off the Rose Bowl, and Jameis Winston had that like crazy play where he like r- like scrambled for like ten seconds and then like rolled to his right and he fumbled the ball just out of nowhere without getting hit. And it was a, it was a scoop and score. Okay. I do. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm forgetting all of this, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. My cousin Emily was at that Super Bowl game for when they lost to Ohio state, Alabama, because she went to Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That 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 Superdome, I, that is like, besides Bourbon Street in New Orleans and how much like I had fun on Bourbon Street even when it was in COVID, um, I Superdome is like seems like a wild place to see a game. It honestly, it doesn't look like such a great stadium. To it me. doesn't look. I'm not gonna lie. From, from how it looks I'm on the inside, about the atmosphere inside. I don't know. Something about me just like disagrees with an indoor football. Stadium. Well, yeah, I hate everything about it, but I think it it 
is a insane atmosphere to see a game. Yeah, I, that's like that's what I mean. Like, because the Rose Bowl is the only. Well, I guess the national championship was outside, but like the Sugar Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. Even is the Fiesta Bowl? Yes, yeah, I mean that's a retractable roof. But either way, so many of these games are inside these days. It's like, come on, put them on a real grass field outside in the elements. Well, the Fiesta Bowl is real get- grass field. It is just in a dome. They, but still, like it's in a, it's inside. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't. I want because, like, honestly, the weather plays into the strategy of the game. You know, I mean, if you put them on, if you put them on turf. It's like it takes away that yeah. element yeah. of the game, which it's like, you know, it's just like, like, do you think? Okay, 2016. Penn State, Ohio State. If that game is inside, do you think Penn State wins? I do not think they do because I don't think Ohio State has special teams issues when there's no wet, windy rain, whatever. I think they win that. I think Ohio State wins that game. We'll never know. No, we never will, but I'm just saying. Like, I think the fact that it was outside and that day was a pretty miserable day. It was wet. It was rainy. It was cold. I think that definitely impacted special teams. For both teams, because Penn State had a pretty, pretty bad special teams performance part during parts I mean, of the game too. I mean, I don't think it affected that much. It wasn't that rainy. It was cold, yeah, but like Ohio State had a Ohio State had a punt blocked and they missed that field goal. But that didn't. Like, the, the field goal was not affected by a bad snap because the ball was wet. It was blocked. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like. Part of the reason it could have been maybe maybe the kicker maybe he had poor footing but, maybe but, you know no, we, we don't know what, what it was like on the field. How because do you know? You, you watch the or a kicker the film. He did, he gets off a perfect kick. It was blocked. If he got off a perfect kick, it wouldn't have no, been. No, you can get off a perfect kick. What if there there's a a dude that can jump? You're gonna get blocked. All right, but here okay okay maybe but also. I have to believe there were points in time in that game where the weather impacted a play that wouldn't have been impacted had there it been inside. Maybe you're right, but that that those the the the, the field goal being blocked had nothing to do with the weather. Zero. Me staying me staying in the car for twenty minutes after we got there that was affected by the weather, and also probably some alcohol. Yeah. And it's probably adrenaline too. I really think it was adrenaline. There was a lot of adrenaline that like I I was fine day. on the field in Beaver Stadium. Like I was warm yeah. down there. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I remember it being eerily comfortable. I I don't know, who knows? We'll never know. No. We'll never know. But so, so another program has to step it up now, or else it's just these three every year. Yeah, I feel who I mean. I'm trying to think. Did you look at ESPN's like way too early top? Yeah, we're or what twenty second, right? Yeah. Who else at the top ten? 
I think Alabama was number one. Or Clemson, Clemson might have been one even. And then Alabama, somebody else. Yeah. Where Oklahoma had to have been in the top five. They might have been four. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember who this might have been like like Texas A and M was pretty high yeah. up there, I think. Spencer Rattler's already getting the Heisman like looks. Yeah. Who is uh so assuming Justin does is that number one quarterback, is he twenty twenty one or twenty two for Ohio State? The one that committed? Twenty two. Yeah. Like who 22. left Texas? Who who so, if Justin Fields goes pro, Ohio State's quarterback will be somebody that at least I've never heard of. Yeah. I don't know who their backup um, is. It's probably a four-star, but it's odd. Like, I don't – let me look it up. Yeah, this is like one of the – few years Ohio State doesn't have like a guy waiting. Well, they didn't have one like... waiting when when Justin Fields was committing. He transferred in. That was such a crock of shit. No, I, I know they did, but like still, like they, I mean, he there was a seamless transition from good quarterback to good quarterback. I mean, they have a couple freshmen that are rated four stars, but all their other quarterbacks are rated three stars. And I tweeted about this. Ohio State, if you think about it, all the quarterbacks that they, that they produced in NFL sucked. Yeah, they do. I was thinking about that too. They, they haven't can, had anyone they can good. They produce every other position but quarterback. Do you think Dwayne Haskins oh, he's is done. like he's done? Well, yeah, he's he's an idiot. But is he? But in terms of quarterbacks from Ohio State who have found even an ounce of success in the NFL, is he the is he the one? Like, I can't think of any other quarterback in the NFL. Who Cardell Jones had a sip of tea in Buffalo. Um, Troy Smith got drafted in the sixth round by the Ravens. He did nothing, and he won the Heisman. Um, who else? Oh, JT was there quarterback JT in Barrett? Oh, that was JT Barrett. Yeah, and Braxton yeah. Miller. They obviously didn't do shit. Um, didn't Braxton Miller like end up converting to wide yeah, receiver or something? Off, um, yeah. yeah, like seriously, like the Eagles had in my first Eagle quarterback, like remembrance as a kid, like as a three year old, is a guy by the name of Bobby Hoyne, and he went to Ohio State and he sucked. Like they they seriously cannot produce quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, of the quarterbacks who were highly touted coming out of college in the past, like, five years or whatever, I feel like of the quarterbacks who are, like, kind of getting hot these days, who are, like, in, like, mid-career streaks, are guys who were kind of, like, no-names, more or less. Like a guy like a like a Josh Allen. Like, he was pro- he was a first-round guy, but, like, Certainly not number the first quarterback off the board. Yeah, he was the third. You know, yeah. Well, what did he? What was his draft position? Yeah, was he top ten. Okay, so maybe he's the exception. But like, like I, I just I feel like all these guys. Like, I mean, Baker Mayfield's actually done a pretty good job. But 
I mean, I and you can't really. I mean, Joe Burrow, obviously, you can't tell. But no, I had this conversation with a, with a guy at work. All the guys, all the guys in the NFL right now in the playoffs, still, I think like sixty percent of them have been. Well, like at the start of the playoffs, at the start of the playoffs, I think like sixty percent of them were in the first round, and the others were like Tom Brady in the sixth and Russell Westbrook in the third. Um, everyone else, I'm trying to think who was the other one. I think there was one more that wasn't in the first round, and I'm. Who was uh who the the Rams that Jared, quarterback? Jared Goff. I, I mean, he was like he came off the bench, but he was the first overall. We'll go through it. So, Bears had. Jared Goff was a number yeah, one was overall pick. Wentz. Oh. Russell Wilson was third round. Um, who else? The Bears. You had. Was Trubisky. second over? Yes, no, third over, second overall, or whatever. Yeah. He was top three. Me. Um, yeah. Who else? Um, Drew Brees was. He might have been second round. Um, Aaron Rodgers first round. Um, Tom Brady sixth round. I mean, the Redskins had Dwayne Haskins. He was first round, but. They got an undrafted guy. Um, Pat Mahomes, first round. Lamar Jackson, first round. Josh Allen, first round. Yeah, but wasn't Lamar Jackson like the last pick yeah, of the, the first Yeah, the Eagles traded the draft pick to, away to the Ravens to for them to draft him. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger first round. Um, uh, Ryan Tannehill, first round. Like, yeah, you need a quarterback in the first round. Maybe I'm wrong then. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I just I feel like even at like like high profile quarterbacks of the past ten years, Jameis Winston. First round. If Drew Brees retires, yeah, but, but I'm saying like, is he doing anything in the NFL right now? No, he's back Not up really Drew Brees. Now. Marcus Mariota. Is he doing anything Back in the right now? Backup for Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Guys like Dwayne Haskins, right? Like, who played in national championship games. JT Barrett. Were they, are they doing anything in the NFL? No. So, like, these high-profile college quarterbacks are not really doing a ton in the NFL of the past 10 years. Yeah, but that's different. NFL, your, your whole team – lives and dies by the quarterback. Your whole team in, the, in college does not live and die by the quarterback. It helps, doesn't live and die. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm curious to see how Joe Burrow he, He's going to shake out. He's good. If, if he comes back healthy enough from that knee injury. Yeah. I am so curious to see Trevor Lawrence oh, I, in the NFL. He's going to be phenomenal. It just sucks that he is the, he's going to the Jags. Beats the Jets. No, I'd rather go to the Jets than the Jags. Yeah, 100%. Really? They have Why? more fans. They have more cap room. They're in a better location for yourself, like, like advertising and shit like that. Well, South Carolina to Jacksonville is not very far. No, but I'm talking about like marketing and shit like that. You're you're yeah. playing in 
a wide open division, not wide open, but like the NFC South is tough. The AFC East still tough, but not like anything like crazy or anything like that. You have to worry about Josh Allen. I'm not sold on the Dolphins yet. The Patriots are lackluster, but you know, I'm like you are the Jets and they have eighty million dollars in cap space. Yeah. The Jets do? Yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's the price you pay for being good. I rather know? I rather go to the Jets than, than the Jaguars. And my best friend works for the Jaguars. So Yeah, I don't think I'd be too thrilled to have to move to Jacksonville. Awful city. Never been. The only city in Florida I would even ever slight like I would never move to Florida, but if I had to, the only city I would even maybe consider would be Miami. Yeah. Tampa's pretty Tampa's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't mind Tampa winter for spring break, but I'd rather be on the ocean side yeah, than the cold side. But um Trevor Lawrence is gonna be phenomenal. He's the best he's the best prospect to come out since like I don't know who. Probably like Jim Brown. That phrase. To me, he's the greatest football player, college football player of all time. I would probably agree, but he did not. He did not ever have. It's funny how he never won the Heisman, which I agree. I don't think he ever had a Heisman worthy season because the years he played. The dudes who won it were just like next level good. Like, well, maybe so. Trevor Lawrence's freshman year was when was that when uh, Kyler yeah. Murray won it? Maybe you could have made a case he was better than that. But last year, like Joe Burrow's season last year, may have been the greatest single se- like individual season for a quarterback in college football history. Like, I'm not saying he's better than it's- Lawrence, but his season last year. Was maybe the best. If Trevor Lawrence didn't get COVID, he would have won the Heisman, in my opinion. Um, he would have had a stronger shot, but dude, Devontae Smith was just like next level good. And I think honestly, I think they were looking for a reason to give it to somebody who wasn't a quarterback. I don't think that. I think. I think. And also the Heisman Trophy is such a joke. It's a vanity contest. What do you mean it's a vanity contest? The Heisman Trophy is supposed to go to the best player in college football, right? So why is it that like 99% of the time, the majority of the finalists and winners are quarterbacks? Like, do you really honestly think that quarterbacks consistently are better they get the most visibility and they are talked about the most. But does that make them better than everybody else? Why do you never see like a defensive tackle? Well, there have been defense. Chase Young was a fucking finalist last year. Yeah, I know. It's not a van. It's not a van. He didn't win though. Fake news. True news. You know what I find bizarre as all hell. Up until 2009, 
I think it was 2009, maybe 2011. Alabama never had a Heisman Trophy winner. Ever. Really? Was it uh, that running back? No, it was Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Like, how insane is that? Like, insane. insane. And they've had three in the past, like, 11 or 12 years or whatever it is. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Whatever. I'm trying to think who's going to like, but I think we're talking about this next year. Assuming the guys who we think will go pro end up going pro, other than you could make a case for Oklahoma dude who's Special in my remember. Spencer Rattler, there is not really a true high-profile quarterback returning next year. Because I know for a fact you're not going to let me call Brock Purdy up. I, I was going to say Brock Purdy, honestly. Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm shocked to um, say that. Iowa State getting the top 10 preseason nod, and they deserve it considering he, he'll be back. Brees Hall is coming back. They're not losing a ton of guys. They're going to be good next year. I think Oklahoma is going to be better, but I think the Ohio State-Oklahoma or the Iowa State-Oklahoma game is going to be as good a game as it's been. I mean, it's certainly not going to be a lopsided thing, except it is, in Oklahoma, it is at Oklahoma this year, which would help their cause. I'm trying to think of who else is out there, though. Think of the guys from this year. Trevor Lawrence, gone. Justin Fields, gone. Kyle Trask, gone. Mac Jones, probably gone. Um even like the uh, dude from Texas A&M gone. Um, maybe I mean the, the the guy who transferred from USC to Georgia. Yeah. And then you've got like Keaton Slovis at USC now, but those are guys like I don't necessarily call them like no. high profile guys. You're right. So it'll be interesting to see who emerges. It'll be. Sean Clifford. Listen, I thought he had the he had the stuff, but obviously not this year. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because it was a weird year. Weird stuff happened. It was hard to get a rhythm, and I like this new offensive coordinator because I think Texas's offense was very similar to Penn State's. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, that guy Sam Ellinger's gone too. I like mean, I'm gone. not gonna hold my breath because I was really excited for Soraka. But, like, I was very excited for Soraka, and he just laid a big fat egg. So, I'm, I'm holding my breath. I have hope because what's the harm? Oh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, we got some big players coming back next year, though. So, that's exciting. Yeah, we, we got. Dude, honestly, the D line, and we we have that one transfer from Temple. Other than that, like, do we have anybody with experience on the D line? We have a couple guys. Yeah, not, but not many. many. It's gonna be young D line, but you know, we are the uh, linebackers are fine, and the secondary very fine. Yep. 
offensive line is looking a whole lot more fine now that the guys who are staying yeah. are so, staying. I'm not I'm not too worried. It's gonna be a tough schedule though. Open up at Wisconsin, then two weeks later. Although Wisconsin Wisconsin coming off a pretty average year, so yeah, we'll see still. what happens there. They're not as nah, scary but... as they've been. I'm not I'm not happy I'm not excited at all that to play them week one in Madison, don't get me wrong, but it could be there are there have been better Wisconsin teams. Yeah, I mean you got Wisconsin, then you have Auburn, then you're at Ohio State. I'm loving that Michigan is resigned Harbaugh. I I, I I don't why 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 like what yeah why? because he's just gonna do the same shit that he's done for the last five years. No 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 no. no. I I'm not saying why are you excited. I'm saying why did Michigan because they can't get anyone better. They're they're. They're in the Pat but, Chambers scenario. So the best they can do they, is they're, they're in their Pat Chambers situation. I disagree. Who the hell are you going to go out and get? If you're telling me, they could, I guarantee you, if they were serious, they could have gotten Steve Sarkeesian. No way. Texas. No way. What do you mean, no way? What do you mean? Look at the program Michigan or Texas. Look at the recruiting. Tech, Minnesota, or, not Minnesota, Michigan gets bent over and fucked every year by Ohio State. Okay, that's Texas. Marty has guys in play. They're, they they competed for a Big, Te- Big 12 championship game. Like, there's pieces already there. Michigan, you're restarting the whole program over. And you have Texas to recruit from. Like, you you are you're in a gold mine already. I don't know. I feel like and the Big Twelve is easier than the if Big Ten. If you're Michigan, maybe what? I don't think. I don't think Texas is. You're you're cutting in and out, man. You did something that you're you're going in and out now. Yeah. You hear me? I don't think Texas is going to be back any sooner. I think than Texas will be. will be back sooner than Michigan, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know. I guess we'll find I'll bet out. Any money that they make a big, they make their championship game before Michigan does. And I'll even double down and say that they make two championship games before Michigan makes one. Okay, well, the only reason I'm going to disagree with you is because it's easier to make the That's championship my point, game in the Big 12. Texas, you you look better doing the same job at Texas than you do at Michigan. I mean, yeah, I guess. But that's what – if I'm a I, – man, sometimes that just rubs you the wrong. And I don't give a I – I, I could care less whether Steve Sarkeesian coached in Texas or Michigan. I don't care. But – you're making it sound like Steve Sarkeesian took the Texas job because, for all intents and purposes, it's an easy job. It's, it's, it's I would it's hate a that job. mentality. You're, because it's easier. Because you have better access to recruits. You play in an easier conference. It's, you're more well along Texas your way football. to rebuilding. You have more support. That is Everything about easier. the job in, 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 compared from Texas to Michigan is better. Is a hell of a lot better. The only thing that is that might be different 
and, and better is the fact that Michigan is sponsored by Jordan Brand and Texas is still sponsored by Nike. That is probably the only difference I'll give uh, I'll give Michigan uh, that ha- that is better than Texas. The only thing better. Texas is adding to their stadium. They have their own network. They're in like recruiting gold heaven. They have more alumni donors. They are on, you know, they're a lot better. They have better um, pieces already there. Like, you can't tell me that what else is better than Michigan at Michigan than the fact that they have Jordan Brand. Tell me one thing that is better. They've actually beaten, Texas has actually beaten the rival as well. I don't know. Part of me, but I'm thinking like if I have the opportunity to be the guy to turn around, it's, it's a risk. But if you can be the guy to turn around Michigan, I would rather turn around Michigan than turn around Texas. If you're, if you laid me, if you, if you laid both offers on the table and said you get to be head coach of one or the other, who are you taking? I would take Michigan. I would much rather rebuild yeah, that program no, than Texas. No, no, because Michigan's a harder rebuild. Texas is a which makes you're, it if more you're a fun. college you're, coach. Yeah, it's you don't easier want to rebuild anything. You want to rebuild fast. You don't want to go to somewhere. You, you, oh, uh, okay. You, well, you're taking. You're looking at this from the mindset of where, where can, can you I win? go? Where can to get you paid That's the whole and be point successful? Of a cold college coach. It's not all of. Oh. I hate that mentality. The whole point it. of being a coach is to, to, to coach up your players and the program to win. That is the only job you have. Why would you go somewhere where you have to climb up a hill or a mountain in order to win when your job solely to get hired as a coach? Well, somebody's got to do it. shouldn't be me. That's oh, you are taking the easy road, my friend. I'm surprised at you. I thought you would be up for if the challenge. I'm, you are just looking I'm for office, where can I I'm win games and get paid? No, no, no you way. Are such if a I'm a coordinator oh my for goodness. a national title team, okay, I just ran their whole offense and I just blew everyone out of the water. Why the hell would I go somewhere where I can't win or win in the foreseeable future, as well as the fact that? I get more money at Texas. I get more money. The school gets more money at Texas. I have a bigger and better fan base. I have a better recruiting team. I can have a better team in the long run going to Texas than going to Michigan. My whole my whole job description is to win football games. And I have a better chance of doing that at Texas with everything involved. Why the hell would you go to Michigan? Michigan right now is like a Mac level school. Because of the fact that you have to rebuild them and rebuild the culture and everything involved there. There's no way. You tell Nick Saban, hey, go build this program up. He'll laugh at your face. Your whole point as a coach is to win games. That's it. Why the hell would you rebuild? The people that rebuild are like Les Miles who got fired. Or Bo Pelini who had to take a, 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 um, a defensive coordinator job at LSU. Or like Lane Kiffin, who got fired at Tennessee and had to go to Florida Atlantic. That is why you go to smaller schools. Yeah, but or you could or but imagine if you're a guy like Mac Brown, right? He did do that, and he look at Mac Brown. He got him coach again. That's why, and he was already there, dude. He coached at UNC in like the nineties. Then he went to Texas. I didn't know that. Either way, 
He still yeah. did it. You know why? Because a, a school that was not prepared to offer him, that was going to win right away, was going to offer him. Notre Dame was going to offer him. Alabama was going to offer him. He wanted to be a head coach, so he went to the best possibility to win games, and he saw that in North Carolina. And, what is, and then he's doing that right now. Michigan does not give you an opportunity to win. Wow. It's that simple. Connor Vortz, taker of the easy road. I'll take the easy road, wow. win a couple of national title games, make a kajillion dollars while doing it, and become more legendary doing that. Coaches don't get in the Hall of Fame or known as legends if they rebuild programs. I'd rather be You're a rebuild guy. I really would be. Because I think I think if you – okay. But imagine it this way, right? So Steve Sarkeesian goes to Texas. From day one, the expectation will be you beat Oklahoma – you get to the Big 12 championship and Absolutely. you compete for a New Year's Six Bowl from Absolutely. day one. And if he, anything less is you know considered why? a failure. No, let me finish. Anything less is considered a failure. You go to Michigan, right, where the expectation is right now, right now, in my opinion, the expectation if not for Jim Harbaugh. Let's say Jim Harbaugh gets fired and a new guy comes in. His expectation, winning record, get to a bowl game, right? Like a, like a decent not, – not like the, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, but like, you know, the – I don't know, a, a better bowl game than that. Imagine what happens when that guy exceeds expectations. When out of the blue, two, three years from now, he's got a team that beats Ohio State. He is a god. Right. Whereas the best Steve Sarkeesian can do is meet expectations. There is no exceeding expectations for Steve Sarkeesian because the bar is already set as high as could possibly be set. A guy going to Michigan has the opportunity to still coach at one of the most recognized name brand programs in the history of college football, which is equally on par with Texas from a from a name brand historical standpoint. But what you get is the opportunity to exceed expectations. And if you think you're a good coach, you're going to think you have what it takes to exceed expectations. And that's why it would be, in my opinion, something I would prefer to go to a Michigan and be able to have an opportunity to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's fine. You can go do that. I'm going to win national titles at Texas. And And if you don't, you're going to get fired in two years. Uh, and you'll be looking yeah, and for I'll a, new a job. better job than the fact that you're still at. What's a better? Okay. After all you said, you go to Texas, those expectations, you don't, you don't meet them, and you get fired. How I'll do you get a better be job? An offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator at, say, Alabama, and win national titles, re- regroup, and like, look at Lake Kiffin. Oh, so now you're just settling. Wow. First, you were taking the easy road. Now you're settling. Yeah, you're settling for being an offensive coordinator. You moron! Look at all these coaches that got fired from Power Five programs: Lane Kiffin, um, Chip Kelly. Uh, let's see, Butch Jones. What are they all doing right now? Lane Kiffin went from Tennessee to Florida Atlantic. Okay, 
Which, if you're a head coach at a non-Power yeah. 5 school, that is the equivalent of being an offensive or defensive coordinator at a Power 5 school. Okay? Butch Jones was fired from Tennessee. Guess where he's at right now? He was an assistant, not even a coordinator. He was an assistant at Alabama this year. Like, are, like, are you serious? Look at all these coaches they can fire from Power 5 schools. They don't just hop around and go to another Power 5 school. Like, look at Les Miles. He was out of football for like two or three years, then went to Kansas. Kansas! Not not like UNC or like another like decent program. He went to Kansas, which is probably below a mid-major school. Like, like it's bizarre. You don't go from like Power 5 school to another Power 5 school to get fired. Well, then maybe I just don't understand coaching, coaching culture, and maybe I just don't I like, like it. That's fine, but dude, like you don't you don't get fired from a school and then say, "Hey, who wants to hire me?" Okay, sign me up. Oh well, I mean, you you probably could. There's always going to be a team that could hire you. It's like Lane Kiffin going to Florida. Yeah, Lane. but There's not Power Five. You never go from Power Five. It's just a it's five. just a mad. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You have to, you have to, if, yeah, you have to be willing to, you know, but that's why, dude, some of my favorite coaches are guys who coach at like Appalachian State or Boise State because they're not getting all the glory of the Power Five, but they're, but that's my competing point. at the highest level. But look, right, look UCF, at, like, look, look at, Hugh I appreciate Freeze. the hell he out of that. He got fired and had to go to, he had to go to Liberty, dude. You don't go from Power Five to Power Five. Yeah, yeah and look exactly. at what he did at Liberty. So you, get, you build that up. That's the same thing. The head coach at a non-Power 5 school is the equivalent of being a coordinator at a Power 5 school. It's that simple. Look at, like, look at Steve Sar- Sarkeesian. He was the offensive coordinator at Alabama and then got the Texas job. Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze is the – or was the head coach at, at Liberty, okay? And now he's getting looked at again for what he's done at, or uh, for a head coaching job because of what he's done at Liberty. It's, a, it's, a, it's the equivalent of that. Dude, so you saying I'm settling for a a coordinator job? You're that's moronic to say. I don't know. I just think I just think that I mean, if if I'm gonna be a coach, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna. My, I'm not only going to take a job where you know it's already a well established you know program that's. that's Got great recruiting. I understand why. Tons of money. Like, I want to be able to. I want to be able to take a program and like, like, be a part of turning it around. Like, to me, that's a lot cooler than okay. Just yeah, doing I more of the same. You want to like help people out and along the way. Okay, so you go do that. I'm gonna win football games and, and national titles. Wow, that's yeah. You know how funny this is that like if you turn this into politics, you're being a hardcore Republican who says like. Fuck the poor, and I'm the person who's like, no, let's help the poor yeah, because that, I'm the it, I'm the that's Democrat. That's what it is. You want to help people and like make sure everyone's like like build up the program and all shit. I want to win, okay, and I want to win national titles. So I'm gonna go in the best opportunity. Yeah, but here's yeah, but but hear me out. But hear me out. If America beating the Soviets in the 19 uh, Olympics, world, whatever year it was, uh, yeah. If they weren't an underdog, would there be a movie about it? Would it be one of the greatest sports stories of all time? Would anybody even know the Herb name Brooks, of no. the head coach whose name I'm forgetting? Herb Brooks? No, no, because nobody nobody remembers the guy. I mean, granted, a guy like Nick Saban is, is going to be remembered, obviously. But, like, you know, if, if you're the guy who, who is just, you know, doing more of the same, you're never remembered. But if you're the guy who can take the underdog and bring them to 
Olympic gold medal winning stand status, you will go down in history forever. And that to me sounds a whole hell of a lot cooler than being, you know, not that being a, a Herm, uh, whatever the, the, the dude who just got fired from Texas, he'll just going to be, yeah, he's just going to be an asterisk in the history of Texas. That's all he'll ever be. He got hired to go in there and do a job he was unable to do, and all he's going to get is his name written down with a little star next to it saying he coached for these three, four years, whatever, and that's it. Well, I'm going to be like Phil Jackson and win 11 NBA titles. I'm going to be like Coach K, who wins, you know, I think he's up to five national titles now. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be part of, and I'm going to continue the tradition of winning championships at my program. Okay. Well, you call me when you do that, and I will. I yeah, and, will let you, you say and, I told you so. And you and you can. But until that day comes, the the guy rebuilding a program. Okay, have fun with that. Man, I can't wait till my rebuilt program beats your previously established powerhouse program. And I'm gonna be like Boise State in the 2008 Fiesta Bowl, and you're gonna be coaching Oklahoma. And I'm gonna throw a hook and ladder at you and beat you, and then I'm just gonna go laugh in your face, not okay, shake your hand. And has walk your program the done anything after that? It does matter. It doesn't matter. Fluke. That's, that's all we ever want. That's that's all we ever set out to do. Huh? Go, go, what is Oklahoma go, go on to they have uh, won a college football playoffs? They're... Huh? Did they win no. it? Did they win it? So it we've matter. still gone better. Like the mid major. What does, the whole matter. goal of a mid major is to get into the major play. That is the ultimate goal. So, you, the what do you mean? Wait, to, say the goal of mid majors is to become a power. So, a mid major, like any of the smaller schools in college basketball or the or the group of five in college football, is to become a group of five or a major program to get more money. Yeah. For the school to get better facilities for the team to have better uh, reputation to be considered a blue blood in that sport. That is the whole goal. So you saying you're mid major. I want to I just want to beat an Oklahoma. I want to I want to just go to a festival. That's great. And then it ends there. You did it. Oh, wait, wait, wait here. Hold up. I just got a ESPN alert. You probably got the same one. Alabama finalizing deal with Bill O'Brien to become their yeah, next I've, offensive I've, coordinator. That's been a ra- that's been rumored for like a week. Oh well, I didn't. I did not hear the rumors, and I'm seeing that for the first time. Because I always like Bill O'Brien. Honestly, okay, I know I'm changing the subject, and we can go back to it if you want. But because I saw that. Without Bill O'Brien, like Bill O'Brien did so much for Penn State at the right time. I, I think we, I will forever be a Bill O'Brien fan because he just deserves a ton of credit for how he kept. No, it, if it wasn't for Bill O'Brien, days. we've talked about this before. If it wasn't for Bill O'Brien and a couple other people, Penn State football would be like SMU right now. Yeah, like Bill O'Brien deserves Absolutely. all the credit in the world. I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, me too. I will never – I will always – unless he does something really bad, Believe. I will always be a Bill O'Brien fan. Yeah, that's um, right. But going back, go ahead. What's your mid-major? You you beat – you get to a a, a um, 
Fiestable, a Cotton Bowl, anything like that, and you may or may not beat a, a Power 5 school, then what? What do you mean, then what? I think you've done your job at that point, and you just keep trying to stay at that level. So you don't try to exceed that level? I honestly don't think, considering UCF didn't make the playoff the year that they, like two years in a row, they ran the table. I don't think there will ever be a circumstance. This year would have been just because it was a weird year, but like in a normal year, I don't think there will ever be an opportunity for a mid, for a non-power five to make the playoff unless they play three ranked non-conference opponents, power five non-conference opponents. That's the only way they even have a shot and they have to win all yeah. three of those games and then run the table. I'll Which I don't think that'll ever happen. Either, but that's the whole point of this. You take a small school with a small program, small budget, and you build and build and build to become to get in that Power Five conference or get in the playoff, be five, Power Five conferences, and take it over. And that's not going to happen with you just saying, "Hey, we're just going to stop there." That's why there needs to be. The same system they use in European soccer needs to be implemented in college football. I would love to see it. I know it would never happen in a million years, but like relegating and promoting teams. Like, for example, this year, like Coastal Carolina joins the ACC and like, I don't know, Wake Forest or whatever gets booted. I would love that. I, I wouldn't. I think it'd be so cool. Because then you truly do give those traditional non-Power 5 schools a chance to play an ACC schedule, and then, you know, who knows what happens. That's your ticket Let, to the listen, playoff. I'm, the power should stay within the power. Okay, Mr. Republican. That's how it should be. Not everyone should get a chance. They have to. They have to earn their chance. Not just for one year, not just for. They, they have to sustain it. Which, in your case, if you it, 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 do, you think it, UCF could have gone undefeated ten years in a row, they still would have made the playoff. You if, really if seriously you, think that? Even after two years, even after two years, disregard they lost LSU in the bowl game because they had already gone undefeated the regular season the previous year. Made it to a Power Five, made it to a uh, New Year's Six game, won it, and then ran the table again the next year, and they're still because if they lost, if they lost to LSU, I don't know what, what else you could do if they, if they faced Bama or Clemson that year. Yeah, what would happen? Okay, so what? Look at the times that other. Okay, Ohio State lost to Clemson thirty-one to three, right? Oh, Notre Dame got destroyed by by uh, and what Al- would have happened? Alabama. Um, but last year, LSU destroyed Oklahoma. Like, if that happens to a Power Five school or, or a, a non-Power Five school, precedent has already been set that it could happen to anybody. So you just say, you know what? It's another bowl game that happened. Could not be all that great, but it happens between these t- sorts of teams all the time. You move on. You have to sustain it. You have to sustain. If they were how long? I thought they should have gotten in. The year that they lost to LSU, but they didn't. They got they lost to LSU. However, if they beat LSU and run the table for a third year in a row in their conference, then you put them in into uh, the playoff. You absolutely have to. Yeah, but but 
here's here's why I think in college it, it doesn't work the same way because in college you only get your like every year you're losing guys to graduation and, and whatever it's like you're not going to have the same even if you ran the table three years in a row each three of those years you're going to yeah, be leaning on big, different guys right you're never going to have the same roster so it, it's like it's not like the same team is getting better it's not like the same team is getting better it's like you have the same like coaching staff but you're just keeping the set of like you're it's just your rotating coach your that does his job and builds up his program. We wouldn't have that problem. It, no, I can't. You can't make that argument because you you know it would not happen. To I can You have to sustain success. You can't just have a fluke year and just get it. Like look at UCF right now. Like they went, they they just. You know, they're not crumbling, but like they're not as good. Like you have to sustain success. That's why Duke became a power five school is because their basketball program became great. Yeah, but that was but so long was... ago, like where but the, look at, the sports world but, was so different back then. That's absolutely dude, I'm telling you, that I won't give respect to a power five school. I want to root for them, but they have to sustain it. I can't have just like Coastal Carolina, who just had a fluke year, went undefeated, and all of a sudden want to get into the power, the the cultural ball playoff. You have to strap up. You're playing against the big boys. If, like you said, Alabama destroys Notre Dame, Clemson destroys Notre Dame, LSU destroys Oklahoma, yada yada yada. What the hell do you think is going to happen when Alabama faces Coastal Carolina, UCF? I don't care. Throw it up. I don't give a damn. Throw in Boise State from 07. You're going to get smacked around. You're going to embarrass yourself, as well as the other group of five teams. I that disagree. I think, chance I think for that, all of eternity again. I think that those power – I honestly genuinely believe that if you put a power five team in the playoff, like, for example, if you put Cincinnati in this year, they would have been able to hang with presumably Alabama if they came in as the four. I honestly think that teams like that are so well coached and so well disciplined that they would and look at like yeah sure teams from the power 5 or from the non non power 5 teams lose to the power 5 and whatever it's normally the Cotton Bowl or whatever bowl, New Year's 6 game they go to but they are always good games, right? Last year, Memphis-Penn State was a good game. And Penn State was a team that was in the playoff from the first playoff ranking. We were ranked fourth in the country, right? We were as legit a playoff team as anybody last year. And Memphis hung with us. They they absolutely did, right? Two years ago, the UCF years, not only did they win it one year, but then they still played LSU pretty tough the year after that. I don't even know who it was this year. It was Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Georgia this year. Cincinnati should have should have beaten Georgia. They should have beaten Georgia. They didn't. But I don't care. I'm telling you, dude. They're the power. The power five schools. When I a mid major comes care. into those bowl games, the mid major shows up. What do you mean they you still don't lost care? The teams that didn't make the playoff. Yeah, but those teams were no, might as dude. well have been if there was a sixteen playoff this year. Dude, Georgia when, very well could have made it. Maybe not Georgia. But... To go to eight, game, eight teams, which they're, I guarantee they do in, like, I think it's 2024, 2025. 
the eight seed is going to get demolished every year, or the power five team is going to get demolished. I don't, I don't even know what the, the seedings are, but I guarantee you they get demolished by the one seed every year. It's just like the 16 seed every year, besides one time in the like 60, 60 or 70 years that it's been going on, beat the, the number one seed. It is that simple, dude. If they can't beat the teams, you, like, there's only been one instance where the non-Power 5 team has beaten the Power 5 team, and that was UCF against Auburn, okay? So if they can't beat those other teams, what, no, that's other not the only, that's the only one. one I can think of right now. Boy, boy Any State other ones? Oklahoma. I can't. I, I don't have you, these games you, memorized you like you do, but because, I guarantee you know, they've happened. Those big, guarantee those, they've happened. Uh, non-power five schools. That's like that's their goal, right? And you become legendary if you accomplish your goals like that, right? Herb Brooks. Well, tell me I'm wrong, but that Oklahoma, uh, Boise State game will it go will. down as one of the all-time great. I'm not argue that, but is Boise State yeah. an all-time great team? No, they would have got smacked around probably against Florida that year, but you know. You know, let's just give the little people credit. I love power, non-power five schools. I root for them. However, they don't belong in the big boy uh, games yet, unless you can sustain uh, winning year in and year out, and not have these fluke years. Well, you, you can't. Well, I, it, I it, mean, it, I disagree. It, the majority of the time, that that um, group of five um, team beat the sixth or fifth or seventh ranked team in the nation, I would say, hey, you know, they need to get more credit and more respect. However, when in the playoff era, only one time that team has been the um the the power five team, there's no point. And then if they do get in the playoff one year, which I think would be sick and I hope it happens, but I don't think it does and I don't think it should you know, just because they're powerful school and go undefeated, you know, and they get demolished by Alabama, that's never gonna happen again. Never gonna happen again. When when Cincinnati or UCF or you know Coastal Carolina make the playoff, they get in as a four seed and they face Alabama, Clemson, Iowa State, whoever, and they lose by forty, they will ruin the shot for every non power five school again. It's that simple. Well, if that's the case, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with you or not. I really don't because I, I, it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see how one bad game. Why? Because you took a shot. You took a shot on, on giving a non-power five school and team a chance over a power five school who probably faced. Yeah, but that just but just because it happened, one there's no there's no correlation or ca- causation. Right? It's the games are isolated incidents. Just because like year one, it could be UCF make the playoff and they lose by forty five points. Year two, it could be Cincinnati make the playoffs and they win. You have no way of knowing. You can't say, well, oh, last year a group of five school got destroyed, so it's going to happen again this year. Let's keep them out. You can't say that. Then why is UBC year in year out not ranked in number four seed after beating Virginia that one year in the, in the national in the national uh, tournament? 
Because it's it what is. Do you, you're what saying do you mean? that's not they're the same not isolated or they're they're isolated incidents. Yeah. So UMBC beating a one seed was an after all the times the one seed beating the sixteen seed, just like all the other times besides that one time that UCF beat Auburn, it was an isolated incident. So. Yeah, that's why. But because it's an isolated incident means that just because it happened this year doesn't mean there's a 99% chance it does. I don't know. But okay, first of all, this the the committee will never give a power five school because it's it comes down to strength of schedule and a power five, a non a group of five conference is not. Which, which I don't necessarily – I mean, I understand it. It sucks because I, I do think – I do think that that UCF team with Mackenzie Milton, the year they beat Auburn, was that – what year was that? 2017, 16-17. the 16-17 season? Was that the year that – That would have been Ohio State, Clemson, Auburn, and – Was that Clemson Notre Dame? Mm, here? No, no. Who was the fourth? Oh, that was Oklahoma. Was that was that Oklahoma Georgia? Yeah. Because because that, that. So, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. No, because sixteen would have been Ohio State the year that they went to the they went to the playoff. This would have been the 16-17 season. So it would have been Clemson. Yeah, so that would have been Clemson. Right? Clemson, My... Clemson and Bama faced off that year. Yeah, but was that the playoff or the championship? And who were the other two teams? Hold on, I'm looking up. Washington. Yeah. We're talking about no, the because that was the year Penn State season, went to the right? Rose Bowl. We're talking about whatever year UCF beat Auburn. Was that 16, 17, or 17, 18? It was 17, 18, and then 18, 19, they lost LSU. Okay. Yeah, but okay, Clemson, 17 18. Who were the playoffs? Was that the year Clemson Oklahoma, beat Notre Dame? Georgia, Bama. Okay, so not a great example because all four of those teams are really good. But if it were the same year that Clemson beat beat up Notre Dame, I would have taken UCF over Notre you're, Dame in the playoff. You're insane. Any day. You're you're absolutely insane. Because Notre Dame you're telling me UCF couldn't have put on a better game than Notre Dame, who Let's did see, not put on a good UCF game. UCF schedule in the 16-17 season. Yeah, but okay, you can't. Okay, you can't only go based on the schedule because Alabama. Well, you're talking play, about you just you know, talked about five schedule, team, dude. A schedule only too, changes. and they'd be it's still as good. No, I'm saying the no, no, I'm saying the committee as uses strength of schedule. I'm not saying strength of schedule dictates how good you are. 
strength of schedule just dictates how good of a schedule you won against. Hey, Hawks scored. Look at that power play goal. Five to one, baby. The Steelers this year, they faced cupcakes for the first 11 games. And then when they actually faced teams, they got their asses kicked. You have to use strength of schedule. You have to. If Penn State every year played Rutgers, um, Villanova, Ohio, uh, like Rice. No, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is if this year Alabama played a group of five schedule, they would still be as good as they are. They just would have played an easier schedule. That's all that says. Alabama would not have been a worse team this year if they played a group of five schedule. They would not have been. They would have been just as good. They still could have walked they were good, all over great team, right? Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yes, but if UCF – if you Exactly, no and that can still happen at the group of five level. If UCF had a face – going to be as good as yeah. Alabama, but I'm oh saying my God. that You're they, they, they could have maybe not won, but maybe they but better Notre game Dame than Notre Dame did against teams every, every If UCF had the same schedule... And they won those games, and then they showed up the Clemson the and got dumped all over. I swear to God, UCF would have at least three or four losses. I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, well, we'll never know. I'm not saying I did. I, okay, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm also saying I think. And here, here's what I think. Because when it comes down to one game, and you put UCF up against Clemson, I think they can play better in one, that year at least. They could play better in one game against so. Clemson than Notre Dame could. Which, and well, and, Notre and Dame UCF played a pretty play shitty game, so it's hard to they do are worse. a worse team than Notre Dame. Well. I, but but they would have had, but they would have they would have felt the reason that, to that play is, that, so no, much more than Notre that, Dame. That's absolutely did. false. It absolutely you're playing that's for absolutely a national title or a chance to play for a national title. Because Clemson it was sure as hell didn't look like if it. If they made Notre Dame look like that, they'd make UCF look like a JV high school team. I don't get. I I honestly think oh. you're insane right now. Well, I think you're. And insane that's granted. That is absolutely reasons, that, so. that that's verified. And I don't blame you. But this the case right now, you're insane to me. Like more insane. Than I think any other time I've I've talked to and argued with you, you're insane. Here, I, I will I will concede that I think a lot of what I've said is certainly like like blown out of proportion. But I all I'm saying, okay, really this whole I don't even know how this conversation started to be honest with you. But all I'm saying is that I think group of five schools deserve more credit than they get. I think. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Maybe that's not what I'm trying to say. I honestly don't know anymore. Maybe I've just been rambling on about nothing. Group of five teams will earn respect when – will get respect when they've earned it. And they have not earned it yet. I don't. I don't think – 
they'll ever be given the opportunity because to earn they it, haven't gotten saying. they haven't earned the chance to earn it yet. And then you're going to say no, they haven't they earned have the to, chance to earn the chance start, to earn it. And then they have, haven't earned the chance have to, to earn the chance to earn the chance to earn the chance to earn uh, teams in 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 the in the Con Bowl or Peach Bowl or whatever they are in. And they haven't done that. So year in and year out, it proves that the Power Five schools are head and shoulders better than the non uh, or the Group of Five schools in one game. In one game, you get one game a year. Then, then tell your your uh, non Power Five schools to start playing the big boys. In the pre, pre-season. in the preseason, in the regular season, but that's the thing. Like, they can't. How the hell do they do it in the regular season? Well, by preseason, yeah, I mean like yeah, the non-conference yeah, game. Non-conf- the of the year. Absolutely, not a, not a great do term. It. But here's the thing: Do you think? Do you think? Right, Cincinnati. Right. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, right now, Cincinnati's the best group of five school. Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. He calls up Steve Sarkeesian and says, hey, Steve, Texas, Cincinnati, let's put it together for 2021, right? I know that would never happen, but for sake of argument, say it would. Does Steve Sarkeesian take that game? Never in a million years does he take that game. That's not Luke Vickle's fault. He put the offer on the table. Steve Sarkeesian says, no, I think I'd rather go play Texas State, win by 65, and make $5 million, you know? That sounds a lot better to me before I go and lose. You know, are you there? I'm here. Tell me I'm wrong about that. Making fate. Yeah. You're not wrong. Nobody's willing to give the group of five their shot. I think other I think smaller big power okay, five fine. schools are. Luke Fickle calls up the head coach of Vanderbilt and says, "Hey, let's put on a game." If Vanderbilt says yes and Cincinnati wins, oh great, you beat Vanderbilt. Big freaking deal. What does that mean? Vanderbilt might as well be a group of five school for how good their team is. It makes no difference. All right, but have they been? What other who who else who? is on your schedule? Cincinnati's. For that example, you like you like that's one game. Yeah, what but, about the other games? Are no, okay, they, assuming they win out their conference schedule. But that's what I'm saying. Even if they wanted to play these power, like these good power five schools, the good power five schools are not going to risk playing a good group of five school because there's no there. It's a lose lose. If they win, it's yeah, you beat a team you technically should have beaten, but there's a very good likelihood you lose, and then it's like. Oh, you lost. Like it's there's no way to make that good. All right. All right. Ohio State. Ohio yeah, State I know last year. I think that's different because it's in state. And also I don't think Cincinnati was as good last year, or at least nobody thought they would have been as good as they were. All right. Do you know what the score yeah, was? Ohio State beat them pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Forty two nothing. So what's your point? Let's see what else. Yeah, but no, I, what I'm also saying is Cincinnati last year was not as good as Cincinnati this year. They were good last year, 
I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you, man. I know all, all the only point I'm trying to make right now is I don't think a okay. Let's make the argument that okay, this is all hypothetical because it would never work this way. But in order for a group of five school to make the playoff, they would have to in season one run the table, win every game, go to a group of five or go to be the group of five representative in the New Year Six, win it. The next year, run their schedule again, go to their uh, group of five representation in the, in the New Year Six, win it. And then the following year, not only would they have to run the table, but they would also have to somehow be able to play at least one, probably two ranked Power Five schools in the non conference and beat them on top of running the table, and then, maybe then, they finally get into the playoff. I don't think that situation will ever arise for a group of five school to, to have an opportunity to, to win those types of games. Yeah. I, 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 I think we're getting close. I think we're getting closer and closer each year. But when when they do make it to the big time and they get into the playoff and they get smacked around, it's going to be the chances for everyone. Right now, I will bet you 50 bucks. I can't decide if I would take them. It would depend on the spread because I, I think it would be a pretty big spread. And I would definitely take the group of five to cover and I would almost be willing to bet it would be less than a touchdown game. Like, what do you, what, like a when, group of five they make the playoff, they keep it to a touchdown game. I, 50 bucks. No, I'll bet not. you right now before we even know who the teams are, uh, if it, it ever happens. Uh, I bet, no, I'm I sticking bet with $200. Because there's a real chance I lose, and I don't want to lose $200. Okay. 50 bucks then. Yeah. Gentleman's shake. Less than a touchdown game. Even if they lose, if they lose by seven or less, I win the bet. If they lose by seven or more, you win the bet. And if they win, obviously I win as well. That That is, that is obviously f- fair to me because there's no sh- okay. shot. Okay. So happens. you're giving me seven and a half on the group of five, 50 bucks. Correct. Okay. Correct. Lock it in. It might not be till 2034 we see it. And here's – well, okay. If let's, – let's think this through, though, because let's just say in three years, whatever, four years, they expand the playoff to eight teams. Does that, does that count, or is the bet nullified if they re, reevaluate the playoffs? No. They, they, if, if they're if – they're, if, they, if the playoff get, gets expanded to eight teams – and their their the power the non power five school is four no let me get this right because conceivably no 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 I'll well, say because conceivably it would be one versus eight right and eight would presumably be the group of five representative if we're just thinking which which to me right. that's a little bit different because they're not one of the top four teams. 
they are now one of the top eight teams. And I really do believe the difference from four to eight in college football is substantial enough to make that bet not worth my while. If, they, if they're five, six, seven, or eight, I guarantee you they lose by more than five. I mean, I, I think if they are the five or six playing the three or four, I'll stick by my bet hands down. I'll, I'll give you whatever odds and whatever right. stipulations are. I well, think they lose okay. by a touchdown. If, if by some miracle a group of five school makes the playoff while it's still four teams – We'll stick to the original bet, seven and a half points. You're giving me on the group of five school to to uh, for fifty bucks. If they expand the playoff, we have to reevaluate. Fair, but I also throw out this bet for you right now. I bet fifty dollars every year that a non-power five school faces a power five school in the in the group uh, in the New Year's Six Bowl. Wait, say that again. I will bet you fifty dollars. Heads up that the Power 5 school beats the non-Power 5 school every year for the rest of my life. Not, like, each each year from now on, there's a $50 bet on the winner of that Power 5 versus non-Power 5. I'm not going to take that because more often than not, yeah, the Power 5 is going to win, which means I lose money. But if all that needs to happen is the group of five to win one time in our lifetime and I win the bet, yeah, I'm taking that bet. I'd even I'm give you go, 50 I'm bucks over the next like five years, right? If the power five wins five out of the next five years, you get 50 bucks. But if the group of five wins one time over the next five years. Yeah. All right. Do that. Lock it in. Do that. So in 2030, in. no, 2030, 2026, right? So the 2025, 2026 season will be the last season in play. All right, because we'll do 21, 22, 22, 23, 23, 24, 24, 25, and 25, and 26. Okay. Correct. Lock it in. I'll take my 50 Lock bucks up front because I we'll seriously think this will happen. No, it's not. We'll, we'll watch it still lose me $100. Yeah. Think I'll pay up? I'm going to. Oh, yeah, he yeah. will. He's a good guy. Reliable guy, that Will Watson. Yeah. He surprised me on my birthday. No. What do you do? Did I tell you that? He showed up at my house with a case, with a, with a, with a case of beer. <laughs> what What was the beer? Yeah. Middle eight, of course. Wow. Him, him and Amanda. It was great. It was fantastic. That's a good birthday present. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I missed them. I was talking to Will today. We were just texting. I, I send him songs every so often, and I sent him one that he liked. I was, it was good. Oh, shit. What a guy. What a guy. Ugh. All right, well... Damn near two hours. This might be one of the longest ones we've done. 
I think so. I think we had a yeah, we, very we easy did. conversation. <laughs> I really got out of hand. It didn't get out of hand, but like, you know. Yeah. It was just long. Well. I'll be good next week as well. Uh yeah, so uh, I'm my roommate's gone this weekend next, so I'm just like doing nothing right now. Just off of my own. Well, he was own. back in Iowa. He had to go back to Iowa for work this week, and he's going to Colorado next week to visit some of his other buddies. Yeah. That's cool, though. You got Me? any plans? No. I have Monday yeah. off work, though. I get MLK Day off, which I'm pretty excited about. What did you say? I get so Monday. This upcoming Monday is uh, it's a holiday for my company. Gives us Martin Luther King Day off. Oh, that's sick. I don't get yeah. that. I never did. My old company didn't, but this SAP does. Which I'm not going to complain. You know, I'll take a I'll take a random vacation day early January. Three day weekend, home alone. Gonna watch some movies. Probably order some food. Can't beat it. Yeah, it sounds like a nice life. Light some candles. Turn off the lights. I have a bottle of wine I'm waiting to crack into. Sounds like a date night. <laughs> yeah. me, me and my me and my guitar. That's the only date I need. Oh, yikes. You need a girlfriend. I wouldn't know what to do if I had one. Oh, boy. (laughs) We'll get there. Well, I don't know if I'm calling you for advice if that day ever comes, my friend. Oh, I'm I'm the worst. You might be getting calls for, like, what not to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Connor, what did you do in this situation? Oh, I did this. Okay, so we do the exact yeah, opposite exact, of that. Exactly. <laughs> learn, for, learn from me. Oh, I had, honestly, I've learned from you probably in more ways than you know. I Probably. I'm, I'm great for that. I do stupid things so people learn from yeah. me. I take one for the team. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a team player. You certainly have taken more than your fair share for the team. And, hey, and I am uh, appreciative of that. Hey, I got you, man. Uh, whatever you guys need, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind the next time something comes up. Listen, I already screwed up my life almost partially. So if we're ever in trouble, just tell them that I did it and I'll take the blame. <laughs> All right. Well, if I ever get in trouble in Chicago, I'm just going to have you drive down here and take the blame for something well knowing knowing us too we, you'll probably get in trouble when you're with me so no when i'm with you i like like i i don't know i i i, I mean think of how many times in college it could have happened but i was always just like i i never like i like stay on my best behavior somehow no but, but i'm saying you'll probably get in trouble because of something of me doing yeah I don't know. I feel like if that were going to happen, it would have happened already. You know, like yeah, Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, but you could say that. Oh, dude. Oh, wow. Good, good stuff. <laughs>
That was great. Not so great, but... Well, I had fun. I did, too. A little too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the definition of me. Yep. Whatever. Whatever. All right, Sue. Well, I'll catch you later. All right. Well, have a good one. I'll, uh, yeah, you too, man. I'll talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Stay safe, right? All right, you too, man. See ya. See ya.